Hey everybody, this is Sean. And this is Kevin. And welcome to another episode of Shot by Shot. This is our second and final session with the lovely Mr. Johnny Christmas. And in this episode, we talk about his most recent collaboration with Jack T. Cole at Image Comics, Tartarus. So, unlike all the magnificent comics that Johnny's done, this is one where he solely writes, and it's a nice descent into manga and European comics, and it's absolutely beautiful. The world building here is pretty magnificent. Yeah, I was actually really impressed with the world building. Uh, I, when I read this book, I was really blown away by everything that, that they did. It, it felt like something fresh, and that's hard to do these days. You feel like you've kind of seen it all especially you know in a dystopian future or that kind of uh, setting and and this one is is pretty exciting and jack t cole does a wonderful job of complementing johnny's expansive architecture and cultures that spanned millennia all right everybody we'll let you listen to johnny right now enjoy you're also writing uh, a lot of your stuff. Um, yeah. How how did that progression happen? Uh, so I originally wanted to come in writing and drawing, you know, do the Jaime Hernandez kind of auteur thing. Uh, uh, but then uh, my, my buddy uh, Ed, I saw what he was doing with these short crime stories, five page crime stories called Murder Book that he was doing. And I was is that like, uh, Brubaker? Uh, um, uh, Brisson. So he says, hey, instead of doing a five page short, why don't we do a, a pitch? And I was like, well, you know, whatever. I'm going to go all indie, man. I don't need all that. So uh, but anyway, we did we did this. Pitch. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and we sent it over to uh, Skybound and and it went back and forth over there forever. But it and it didn't get picked up. But the fact that it went back and forth was super encouraging. We we're like, mm. holy shit, we, it's for real. Like we thought we'd send it and just go off into the ether and then that would be it. Right. Um, and I was, I was getting my five page experiment that's, of like- That's working. amazing that you actually take take a positive spin from, oh, wait a minute, hell yeah. rather than flat out turning us down, they eventually turned us down? No, yeah. that's oh. true, that's, yeah. that's true. Yeah, you know, obviously with 12 gauge, we do a handful of books a year, but over the, in the last decade plus, you know, you get an agent and they start shopping your stuff around and it's still, you know, these pieces come together. It's always so hard to get even, even something to come together to actually pitch. But I remember a few years ago, I don't remember what the property was, but my agent sent me the submission list. And I was like, holy shit, look at all the people, like all these huge producers and directors that are going to read our thing. I'm like, my rejection list is so much better now than it used to be. <laughs> and I was excited about that. You know, I was like, this is awesome. awesome. Yes, super. Like I had this, this one professor who used to say, uh, I'm going to paraphrase him, but it's something like it's a divine law that if you can accept rejection, you're bound to succeed. Just send them out, get rejected, who gives a shit? You know, just keep sending them out, eh, whatever. You know, Sweet. like the fact that they took the time to reject you, you know, and actually, you know, it was like kind of like, oh, cool. Like they, it was worth their time. Right. And what's important, what, what, what you said earlier is if, if Robert Kirkman's guys are looking at it and there's something there, something. It, maybe it's not quite right, the right fit for them, but it was worthy of them to discuss it internally and yeah. then reject it, right? So then the next time you put something together, they're going to read it. Which we shall uh, And that, you're right, yeah. Oh, really? So, oh, man, yeah. Yeah. awesome, so we were, dude. We were super encouraged and we were like, cause I was just like, all right, I did my five with Ed, that's great, you know, I'm gonna go back to doing my own like auteur thing. And then, uh, but with, with that back and forth, I was like, well, we're, we're close. Like some, there's something, there's something yeah, there's something salient there. So we, we put together a pitch for uh, we, we developed a shelter. We got together and we just threw ideas. I brought through ideas. He brought through ideas. And we just like sat down for a couple hours and just like pitched each other like, oh, this and that, this and that. And then uh, none of them was sticking. And as he was leaving, he was like, hey, you know, I've been watching these like doomsday prepper things. You know, what about like what if we dealt with the kids? Of, uh, uh, there was some guy riding around with kids in the back of his truck or something. He's like, that was the craziest thing ever. So then we just start spitballing. And we uh, sent in the shelter pitch, and then and then I was at, you know. But uh, oh, dude, yeah, it was. So that that's that's what got me into on the art side of things. Uh, so I was like an accidental artist only guy, and then I was. Uh, so then with the uh, firebug, I was uh, lucky enough to get an opportunity to start writing and huh. drawing, and then and now I'm I'm doing quite a bit more writing professionally. So that's 
it's 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 awesome. It's been great to have the opportunity to do both and and switch back and forth. And then I just did a one shot where I'm I'm just trying again, which was just like a wonderful like joy to just just <laughs> lay it out visually instead of having to like the the sleepless nights of like there is like writing is like the the sleepless nights and and drawing is much more athletic. You know, like you uh, mm, yeah you, you think about it, you internalize it. And then you wake up in the morning and you're like, all right, time to go, you know, and then you have to do something that day. You lay something down, you know? Um, yeah. 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 I always, I always see drawing as it's, you're a second stage rocket, <laughs> you know, it's nice. like, yeah. you don't, you don't have to like get it off the launching pad, which requires to me an insane amount of mental energy. You know, it's just like, once it's actually up and going you know, <laughs> as, as the artist, you can kind of get in there and go, you know what? I can make this better. Right. <laughs> which, the, which the artist often does. Like it does this like layer of writing that's just like, I'm sure you've had this experience. I'm sure you've definitely had this experience where you get a script, it's got all this dialogue and all this shit. And then, uh, pardon me, I don't even know if I could swear on this thing. I'm swearing like a Yeah, player. we do. Dude, drop it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then you go in there, you do your thing. And they're just like, oh, we don't need half of these words going and cut 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 yeah cut. because yeah. it's already you already said it you know you you said it and then the whole thing just like your your second stage rocket is now in um like it's left the atmosphere and now it's just kind of like yeah. Now, yeah now it's just like it's got its own sort of thing going on you know yeah the, the coolest thing to me um and uh and it's it, it it's like you know uh, a gymnast getting all tens is uh is is when the writer calls it calls you up and says I'm going to cut the dialogue from this scene. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> I feel like a cook just kind of backing away from the table. Just like, thank you. Thank you. you know, sort of have some wine. Enjoy your night. <laughs> I've been fortunate enough to have that experience with, with all the artists I've, I've worked with. Like, like I get the, the art back and it's just like, you know, like it, done it's done it's done it's done yeah. it's done like let me like, yeah and, and that that is that is to me the, the the coolest thing one of the things that um that Tanahase said which which i thought was really cool was uh was he said man you got my back yes i do <laughs> you know so it was like and uh and i guess you know he wasn't used to someone actually shouldering some of the burden you know, as, as a novelist and even as a person writing articles, yeah, people can help him in the editing, but he's out there alone, you know? Yeah. So, so him kind of going, oh, wait a minute, I can actually back off. There's this thing that I often say to writers is if you tell me what they think, I'll show you how they feel. You know, and, yeah. and I think, wow. okay. I, I think as, as a writer, you really shouldn't be talking about how people feel. That's my job, <laughs> you know, um, because I can illustrate how they feel probably better than you can write it, you know, but I can't illustrate what they're thinking, right. you know, and I can't illustrate necessarily what they're saying. So that's kind of your job. And, uh, and when that combination really works out, you know, where, where the situation can be explained completely visually, you know, the, the end of the usual suspects. Yeah. You can't write that. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like what makes that perfect is the fact that you make the realizations without dialogue. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think the same thing with uh, what Kevin was saying, the sixth sense, it's like, what makes that great is the visuals are set up in such a way to where you come to the conclusions yourself. You know, and that, that is, is, is like, I think the perfect moments in comics when the writing is still there, but you don't have to put dialogue over it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the Larry Hama Snake Eyes song oh, story. Dude, <laughs> dude and that is, that as is a, kid, a prime number right there. Right, like as a kid, you're like, <laughs> It was so amazing and blown away, and and, and it it makes your imagination figure things out. But you could because it was so well done. I had one conversation with him at a convention, and like, how in the world did you, you know, convince them 
uh, to let you do this. And it wasn't easy. You know, so it was so <laughs> groundbreaking at the time, but that teaches you like, for me, even as a kid, I was like in, I don't know, seventh grade or something, you know, around that, that age when, when I, I remember reading it and that's where I realized that, you know, I love comics because they were fun and I liked the art, the characters were cool, but then it, that opened up the, Oh wait, this guy's telling the story. The words yeah. are, are just there to make sure you understand what's going on, but he's driving this without this art, this motion. This is like, you know, watching a, a, a really well done film where you can watch it for a minute with the mute button on and you still kind of know what's going on. I, I love that kind of stuff. In fact, I was talking somebody years ago about doing a completely silent graphic novel. It just never quite came together. It was a, uh, a writer that kind of was thinking about it. And he was like, you know, we oh, should that's do a monster. Whew. Yeah. Well, it was I like, pulled it off. It would be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was, he, he was like, I think it initially came as a, as an idea for a ride story. And He's like, we should just do like a full, like four issue story. And you've got these guys chasing each other. Oh, you know, one of them's in the ride. And it, it would be so cool. But I'm like, you just can't, it's too big. Like you'd have to figure it. And, and he never really cracked it. I don't think like it could work as a short story. And we kind of did that with when Ron Mars wrote that first story for Chris Brunner that was in Chinese. So it was basically the same thing. It was an, an I guess that's now I'm thinking back about it. That's why I was like, well, we've already done that. He's like, well, then let's do a whole graphic novel that way. <laughs> and, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Man, it would be so hard it, to pull it off. And it, if you could, it would require like a very specific story <laughs> you know, to, yeah, yeah. to do this that. Was, but man, that would be so awesome. Well, it was basically like a guy, you know, like being chased by, you know, like two FBI agents or something, right? Whatever, like these, these spooks. Uh, and he was up, to, but he was a loner. And it was set like in the seventies and there was no cell phones. So he was on his own and there was nobody to talk to. And he didn't really, ah, he didn't say anything. That's pretty so cool. So that was kind of the cool. And so it would be a cool short. Uh, uh, but like I said, we'd, we'd already kind of done that with nah, man, eight issues. Ron and Chris. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but it would be fun. It would be a lot of fun. I was just going to say, I, I find that a lot with like uh, Ang Lee movies. Like sometimes oh, it, yeah. it's just like so it feels like that, like they, they do rehearsal <laughs> like the day of the shoot. And then he like looks at like what the actors have done and is just like, all right, cool. Like just like 50% less words now go, you know, it's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's already, they're already doing it. And it's just like, like they're yeah. already emoting, you know? Yeah. And, the, and those, those end up being my favorite shots, you know, exactly. my, my, my absolutely favorite shots in, uh, in, in, in movies is when dialogue is, is almost not even necessary. Yeah. where you're just sitting there watching the scene unfold and not only watching the scene unfold, but watching the scene turn. Yeah. You know, where it, it's not just this one emotion stretched out, but it's turning from one place to the next place to the next place. You know, that, that to me is like, um, like the, probably one of the things that made me like become a, uh, a self-aware storyteller. Like I, I, I didn't realize storytelling was a thing, but, um, but when I was a kid, I went in to see uh, Shogun uh, Assassin, you know, the, um, the old sort of, um, you know, sort of uh, Japanese, you know, sort of um, Shogun film that, that the Wu-Tang clan based their entire existence on. <laughs> and uh, there were just like moments in that movie where it's just like, okay, I'm, I'm killing up a bunch of guys, but the way that it's done, the shot selection, the way the camera's moving, everything is so incredibly clear. And you would just get this, shoop, 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 shoop. and you get a moment to realize you saw what he did, right? <laughs> you know? And then usually he would do some awesome way of cleaning the blood off the sword. And, uh, and I was just like, I want to do that. <laughs> you know, I want to do stuff like that. I want to make movies like that or draw comics like that or, 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 or something, because like, I, I realized there was, there was dialogue, there was plot, but there was this other ethereal thing that was storytelling yeah. that, that existed and all these other things were in the, technically in the service of that. For for you, uh, what what do you think um, is it is the thing that made you kind of go, yeah, this is this is the thing. 
I, you know, it, it's storytelling, but let me, let me see. How do I condense that down into what that means to me? I've always been in love with, you know, painting. You know, the, the fact that you can tell a story in one shot is mm. insane to me. Um, so I love painting. My, my goal is to one day, like, get a cabin out in the woods somewhere and, like, just, like, just paint gigantic abstract pieces that are terrible that nobody's going to like. <laughs> As I'm listening to really shitty music blaring, um, that's the goal. Get it out. So, yeah, just, just like, um, and then narrowing down to like gag cartoonists. I don't know how they do that. That's in, that's crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. You got three panels. You got four, maybe six to to like you said, turn a scene, set up a scenario, set up a dilemma, and turn it, reverse it, and make it satisfying. Um, I'm not that pithy. Like I, I I need a lot longer to tell to get to my point, as you can tell by the yeah. travel that I am now um, <laughs> issuing. Yeah, that, what, what, what you ju- just said is the thing that kills me about Watterson. Oh. You know, it's just like... Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's on, just man. like... It's just, I feel so overweight when I look at his <laughs> stuff. <laughs> you know, it's just like... It's just pared down to what's necessary and that's it, <laughs> you know? energy like the visuals are energetic the lettering is energetic the dialogue's energetic and it's all like it snares you and you're just like it's like being on a a, a roller coaster that stops right as you're at the apex when the <laughs> when the when the when the strip's over and you're like and you're like launched off into space and you're like you ramp you up from zero to like 60 in four panels wow wow <laughs> And, and the fact that he, and then he did that with his career too. Boom. Hey, lights out. I'm gone. See you guys. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, what, what a crazy mic drop you know, sort of that was. I mean, I'll give you 10 years. That's what you get. And that's it. I'm done. Yeah. That's it. I'm okay. done. You know, sort of, I, I did the thing. I am at the top of my powers and I'm going to walk off stage. <laughs> you know? It's like, it's like who is capable of doing that you know like when you're better than you ever ever were at the thing that you love the most and just like you know what that's the statement yeah yeah i think that's yeah. yeah oh and dude i am i am way too much of a whore if <laughs> if if some if i did that and somebody came up to me and said hey man million dollars for this license you got it yeah here it is yeah <laughs> Like I'm not even doing the Jay-Z like six month, one year, two year thing. I'm six weeks. I'm back. You know, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. Kids, I'm back. <laughs> Kidding me? Yeah, but that's like, I, I hate it that that <laughs> level of integrity is out there. <laughs> it's like, how dare you? How dare you put that bar up that high? <laughs> Yeah, like how does he go get vegetables? And not <laughs> like he's right now. He's he's getting vegetables somewhere. He's wearing his mask. I'm sure being responsible. He goes back home. He looks out the window. Something funny occurs to him, and he goes, eh, "No, no, no, I'll keep that for myself." Yeah, <laughs> and that's the end. It's ironically, you know, Gary Larson dropped three Far Side cartoons this week. He did. Wow. Yes. Yeah, wow. You got the oh, Gucci no. Mane of comics on the other side. Yeah. Of- <laughs> that would be a crazy. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> And he, he drew them on his iPad, I think was what, uh, if I read it correctly, uh, it colored them and everything. Uh, oh, man. Yep. Yeah. Three well, new the, ones. The thing, wow. Yeah, the thing about it is, is like, you know, you don't want to be fat Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> I like fat Elvis. Fat Elvis is not, <laughs> Unchained Melody is not terrible. There you I mean, go. Jail, That's it. Jailhouse, Jailhouse Rock. Car accident. That's what you do. <laughs> drive, drive your Porsche off a cliff after Jailhouse Rock. You're a god. <laughs> you know, Suspicious Mind is my, my all-time favorite. That's a great oh, one. Yeah, It's a great that's, karaoke that's... track, too. You get up there and you start fake crying and getting on your knees and shit. Oh, you got the house. Everybody. It's very good. I, 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 I hope we do a con season again so I can take oh, you out karaoke. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I will, I will do it. And I and I can't help myself. I get up there and I start. I start with the fake crying and emoting. And uh, nice. Oh, Fat Elvis and, is, is my, my happy place. And another good Elvis song that people don't really remember: uh, "Kentucky Rain." Kentucky uh, that's Rain, that's a really good one. Yep. 
I have oh, you don't never even know heard it. that. It's, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mix that up with American Trilogy in my in my brain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's like chasing the, his his girlfriend skip town on him, and he's hitchhiking, trying to get to. <laughs> That's how he's gonna her. catch yeah. her. <laughs> yeah, because he does. Yeah, you see why she left, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that is gonna impress her. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey. baby, I don't have a car, but you know. <laughs> Pulls up with an Uber Eats driver. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're love. <laughs> That's how you do it, right there, man. Yes, I will. Wow. I will. I'll see if I can find a. Maybe that's out there on YouTube when we when this goes live. I'll uh, I'll drop a link in my oh yeah please, Twitter please. feed yeah. so we can all listen to it. <laughs> if you if you want to feel it, we got to talk about uh, Tartarus. Tartarus. Am, am I saying it right? Tartarus. Okay. Or Tartarus. Yes. Tartarus. Yeah, it, it's uh, <laughs> had a lot of the apple cider. Um, okay, so this is like the most world building wise, the most unique setting i've seen in a while in comics like i mean there's a that's some pretty impressive stuff because you kind of feel like you've seen it all i was just like how much of that was how specific were you with all that was was it the artist that came up with some of this look or did you have i mean i was impressed oh thank you well jack's a genius in terms of the visuals like I, i i we had a conversation early on i was like you're the visual boss of this thing I don't want that thing where like, I'm an artist, I'm going to tell them what to do. Like I, we talked about um, what the world feels like, what the, you know, the character's motivations were, but I didn't want to step on his toes at all. But, um, but our guiding principle was that uh, every unit of entertainment that we sell, we wanted it to be entertaining. We don't want to wait for the trade. We don't want that decompressed right. thing where it's like, you're like, oh, this is going to be so great when it's collected in 300 pages. Like, Oh, you paid four dollars. Wow. You know, you paid you paid for the twenty two pages of entertainment, and we're going to give you twenty two pages of entertainment. So we so that was what we wanted to do in terms of storytelling, in terms of making the story move very swiftly, and and then in terms of what he laid into it, in terms of visuals and 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 design and stuff. Like I'm t- like he's he's amazing. So oh, uh, dude, it's it's yeah. it's epic, man. It is it's just absolutely like just just mind-blowing just and and it's 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 like it's kind of cool because it's it's vast from page one yeah we want (laughs) right yeah we wanted to set up an epic that that felt like that felt epic very quickly but not so like you know so it was this this puzzle this jigsaw puzzle every issue is a jigsaw puzzle we're trying to get enough characterization where you care you don't just go straight for the explosions but but that it moves fast enough where you're, where you're like, oh, something happened this issue, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. That, and that's like, so every issue is just kind of trying to make every panel count to build towards the thing that we're trying to do. Yeah. Well, well, so, something that, um, that, that your artist did on this, which I think is really awesome, is, is stuff that's in the background. Oh, my goodness. I want to know, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, it's like, and, uh, and, and, and I think, um, I think the fifth element does a great job yeah. of, uh, of this where, yep. where like the things that you casually see in passing, you're like, that's an entire movie, just that thing right there. Yeah. And, uh, and it really makes you feel like, like you've, you've got like blinders on and there's an entire world around you, but you're only seeing this one epic story within that world you know, yeah one of his and, and that sells it then yeah one of his, his one of his things that he he talks about is that he wanted uh it to feel that if you turned your head the world continued in, in mm-hmm. direction past the panel and so like I, I do all this research and we talk about all this like all the thematic blah 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 whatever and then after we're done like and then i, I call him up and i pitch him the issue like like all right jack this is what i want to do and then he'll ask a bunch of questions that generally like spins off a whole bunch of other stuff that you know i'm like oh i never thought about that and then he'll do a whole other different layer of research on the visuals and then like so sometimes when the when it's coming into me i'll i'll see all this stuff and i'm like oh cool you took that one little thing and you kind of kept going or or sometimes i'll have to ask him like what 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 is that and he's like oh yeah that's you know the some sort of like alchemical symbols and beliefs from <laughs> Italy 1512 you know like he'll have like this whole other layer of stuff that he's 
dug up on his own that he's just sort of subtly layering into the thing. So it feels like not only is the, the, the physical world that they're in, like in terms of layers, the art in terms of layers too, it just keeps building in a super rich way. It's like one of those those like pastries with the like fluffy. It's it's reflected in the depth of the characters, but um, but also in in the architecture. And and I think that's the thing that gets missed a lot of times is even architecture, yeah. Even the backgrounds um, tell us part of the story. You know, they're they're not just there as backdrops to the portraits that we put on top of them, but like choosing to do something Edwardian versus yeah. choosing to do something Victorian, you know, it's like that has a slightly different feel. And I think that feel, you know, it's, it's, it's the stage that your characters are on top of. And if it's a poorly done stage, then it doesn't matter how good the performance of the characters are. And, uh, and, and I think he really nailed that, you know, yeah, we've uh, had more conversations that. about architecture than I've, had on any project like it's he just like but not just conversations on architecture on how to how it will serve the story just generally speaking we're just like having a conversation and he'll just like we're off in a brutalist or or you know oh man sort of architecture. and it's just <laughs> yeah. you know, and we'll have this like really like deep like wonderful conversation on on this stuff and it may not may or may not show up in the issue but it's just like something that he's like his brain is spinning out now into this whole new kind of like okay. Well, it's 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 there because I mean, like um, you know, there's there's this you know sort of quick shot of this brutalist building that almost looks like a a, a waterfall of pixels. <laughs> you know, and I was just like, wow, dude, are you kidding me? So it was just like just just really, uh, and and again, it's it's like um, almost feels like. Um, rather than it being distracting it ends up feeling like a soundtrack yeah that's that's played behind the characters you know and it, it never comes too far to the forefront and it never sinks too far into the background um and uh and i think you know oftentimes it's the music that makes an epic feel like an epic right and uh and and i and i think that's what's captured um, in, um, in, in this work, it's like, yeah. you know, there's stuff happening. There's a lot of, of stuff happening. Yeah. He'll go, he'll go hard on, on line work and then he'll use the colors to like, like make it more seamless, you know, or, you know, cause like, if you just see it in black and white, it's just like, there's so much information going on. It's just, it's, it's amazing. And then he'll use the colors to kind of, to kind of guide you along in the story yeah. so that you're not just like completely like overwhelmed. You know that that that's something that um, that just pisses me off um, because and and I, I notice it with Fiona you know sort of uh, when when she does Saga mm -hmm. I I can I can look at the line art and see that it's not finished yeah it's cool you know and and then this guy's work it's it's the same thing where it's just like it's like if I looked at just the line art it wouldn't be done. Right, you know, it's 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 sort of it needs the colors to support itself. I think since they color themselves, they see the totality of the piece. Like they they yeah. they're like they're not like oh, I'm just gonna like it's not. No matter what they do on lines, it's not going to be what they envision. So they can yeah, just yeah, stop it's, right it's, at it's a, a certain it's, point. It's a, it's a shorthand, you know, yeah. and, and and it's kind of weird because when when I do paintings, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's yeah. just like I'm not going to do a beautiful finished pencil drawing and then and then paint that. It's just like, oh well, it's going to be painted, so that's what I need to know. And then I go right. on to the paint. And uh, but when I'm doing pen and ink, I can't make that separation. Yeah. You know, I have to do even though it's going to be colored, I have to do a finished pen and ink piece. And it's a uh, it's really fascinating to to see. Um, and uh, another guy. Um, uh, Bengal, um, he does that. Where, when you look at just the pen and ink, it's just like it's eh, kind of paper thin. But then when the <laughs> colors gets gets on, it's like, oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> so it's a uh, it's 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 really cool to hear that um, that he colors his own stuff. Yeah, um, because it is it is an absolute integral, you know, sort of part of a uh, part of the work. Colors the shit out of his own stuff. Oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes goes to town. 
Hey, Johnny. So looking at your voix, so we have <laughs> horror sci-fi. We have like this golden age homage. We have this claustrophobic horror. And now we have this kind of Atomo Mobius hybrid. Mm-hmm. In the Venn diagram of Johnny Christmas, what unites all of those? <laughs> Here comes the <Yeah>. pretension. Stop <laughs> 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 in, kids. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um i, I don't wait know a like wait a minute pull up pull out your pipe before you know, right? like, like, i have my no i have my bourbon barrel cider <laughs> um I, I would say characters there's 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 always like a there's, yeah a characterization a, a hint of a whiff of unrequited like romantic you know feeling and nostalgia perhaps yeah, I think that's kind of always, that, that always kind of seeps in. I have this romantic eye of the world, and then um, I'm always uh, eternally disappointed when the world is <laughs> not, not as uh, idealistic or beautiful as I, as I would wish it to be. So I think uh, I, I try to write uh, this, this uh, dissonance through, through the work. So that, that's, that's the Venn diagram of, of uh, so you can give me horror and I'll try and make it pretty and you can give me uh, a romance and I try and make it ugly try and make it real and characters who are earnest and are trying really hard you know and you know they'll they'll make mistakes and they'll fuck up but so are there any horizons you haven't visited now that you're doing European sci-fi uh well there's a there's a new horizon that I'm I'm, I'm visiting which I can't talk too much about but I'm gonna aha I'm oh. gonna yeah I'm, I'm I'm moving into a the kids' space a little bit, so that's that's Sweet. coming up. That'll be announced soon. Is that something we're um, working on together, and I don't know it yet? <laughs> uh, no, no, we aren't. Okay. <laughs> no, no, we are. We are. I, I, yeah. I would, I would love it if we were, but we'll, we'll find, we'll find an, okay, another. Okay, the next one after that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I actually think that's it's really it's really awesome because um, the more and more I. I talk to uh, to different artists, you know, and uh, and this is the thing that uh, takes us all night in hotel rooms or at the bars. Just having that conversation is um, is I think all of us we have this inequity, you know, we we have this this thing that's that's missing or this this problem that needs to be solved, yeah, you know, and uh, and and I think I think all of our art ends up chasing that. You know, all of our stories, you know, end up uh, end up chasing this 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 thing. It's it's a quiet thing, but it's loud for us. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, and and I think what ends up happening is uh, is the you know it's interesting that you say character because I, I think the guts of people are the same size, and it's just the environment that you put them in. You, you put them in an epic, you put them in a horror, you put them in sci-fi, you put yeah. them, but it's like, you're, they're still trying to solve that same little artist problem. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and rather that problem is romance, rather that problem is fear, rather that problem is acceptance. You know, it's like, I, I think it's interesting that that we're we're artists, but we're just trying to do the math to solve this little problem. Exactly. There's a reason why Jasper Johns did how many American flags? Thousands of them. He just yeah. kept coming back to that. Like, what about the riddle of America or the composition of the flag or what is it? Like, he knows it was screaming to him, but to us, we just ponder. Like, why does he keep coming back to this? Um, and he would not stop until he tried to solve it. I don't know if he ever solved it. We'll never know. And um, yeah. and that that's that's what we're doing. You know, every day we get up and we try to, no matter what's on our plate, we try to try to solve the problem. Yeah, and 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 it is. It, you know, oftentimes to me, it it feels like um, like a silent argument. You know, <laughs> it's just like uh, the fans get to hear it. <laughs> you know, but it's 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 a it's a silent and oftentimes a very like lonely argument that we're putting that we're putting out there and uh and and every once in a while we make a point yeah. <laughs> you know it's like every we, you know it's a win <laughs> you 
know, when you kind of go, yeah, I made a point there. I didn't solve the problem, but I made a point right there. You know? yeah. And uh, and 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 for from from my purview, from from what I chase, that's it. That's that's the coolest thing in the world. If it comes with a lot of cash and notoriety, awesome, you know. Okay. But even if I have to work at McDonald's, <laughs> you know, right. I'm I'm still going to be chasing this thing. All of the artists that are obsessed with the chase mm-hmm. of of that of that inequity, it's easy for them to get a job in this business. You know, it's yeah. it is easy you know it is it is it is no um it is no work whatsoever um but the people that are chasing that image that people that are chasing that money or that fame or whatever it is hard for them to get a job you know uh in this business and even when they do get a job in the business it's hard for them to keep working uh in the business never thought about that i think i think you're absolutely right yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, and 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 it's uh, it's it's fun to me, and uh, and I think you know, for you being a you know a relatively younger guy, kind of um, venturing into it, it's kind of cool to see that you're doing all the right moves. You know, you're mixing up your style, you're 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 chasing something internally rather than something externally, and and I think, I think that keeps that expiration date off of you. Well, I don't know. I don't know how young I am. <laughs> I feel like I have like that, that Regis Philbin thing where like he came into showbiz like super late. So he just started like doing too much. I feel like because like Shelter came out when I was 36. So it was just like I felt like I was like, oh, I got to do everything. So, you know, so when you were talking about all the stuff that I've done, it's like that. It's like a panic. You know, it's just like, oh, my goodness. It's, it's a Regis Philbin disease, you know, like I, like oh, I only now am I like, oh, okay, I can calm down a bit. Uh, right. <laughs> calm down, calm down, calm down, one thing at a time. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, you know it's, it's interesting. I think about that with uh, like, you'll see like Tom King stuff and he's always working through couple, coupleship or yeah. Mignola's, Mignola's stuff. He's always doing uh, responsibility. Hellboy just doesn't want it. Just, yeah, Hellboy, yeah. Gotta, I don't want it. You know, it's like, and it's like, why does he keep coming back to this team? That's so interesting. And I bet he doesn't even, maybe he notices, maybe he doesn't notice it, but he's like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, now I'm going to be like examining everybody's uh, tells. Yeah. And, and, and I think, I think, I think um, those, that inequity resonates, you know, and, uh, and I think that's what, um, I mean, uh, ultimately I think they'll, the, the, the readers and the fans, I think ultimately they'll blame it on the art and they'll blame it on the, uh, on the story. But I think the, the true thing is, is they feel the resonance, you know, sort of, of that inequity and they are willing to watch you figure it out, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, and, and I think that's, that's what attracts them to your, to your work is because they're, they're seeing you, and I, and I think um, my girlfriend has this thing, which is the the truthful chase. Mm, yeah, you know they they can see that you're truthfully chasing this thing, that you're that you're actually uh, after it, and it's not like this, you know, like I said, external satisfaction. It's it's an internal satisfaction when you get close to it, when you kind of go, ooh, almost did it, almost yeah. did it, yeah. you know, but the next book, the next book, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's really when I'm going to go after it. I, I hope so. Cause it's, it's like that choice that you make. Uh, I know a lot of, I, I made the choice as an artist. I'm sure um, you did. And a lot of artists make the choice where you figure out pretty early on that you can do a style that's going to sell yeah. and you could do yeah. it. And like right out of high school, you, you probably had it figured and you could dial it in and just run. Or you can chase who you are on the page. Yeah. And that's going to get ugly and it's going to get weird and it's going to make some wrong turns and everybody's going to see it. Um, but in the end, it's going to be so much more satisfying because you're going to find who you are and no one else could do it because no one else did that journey, right? 
Oh yeah, yeah. Or yeah. you can, or or I could eat Mignola right now, and then I would have been done right for two years. I would have had a two year career. Yeah, and that's and that's what that, I'm saying is it's like that expiration date just like right. boom that expiration date gets stamped stamped on your underbelly, and it's just like okay, well, two years from now, I won't be able to find work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I, when, when I first got into comics and I got hired at Valiant, and uh, the. I guess I, I think my first job, the first week was New York City Comic Con at the Javits Center. It was wasn't called NYCC then, but it was a big show at the Javits Center, one of the big ones. And there was a guy, uh, certainly won't name him, but he was drawing a book for Valiant, and he he uh, he was drawing like John Byrne, like he had John Byrne down wow. really well. And so Byrne was at the show, and uh, he came up to him. He's like, you know, would you look at at my stuff? Uh, I'd like to, you know, see what you think. People say I draw like you, and he just looked up and he said, "Stop." <laughs> and the guy was just like flabbergasted. He's like, "What?" He's like, "You'll never make it. Stop." And you know, uh, that was probably the best advice uh, that he didn't yeah. take because he stayed drawing like that for a while, and then he disappeared because um, wow. he was just he was copying, you know, a legend. And it it was good. Like he could have probably gotten. The right spot he could have been doing fantastic four or something but you know just the, <laughs> the timeline didn't work out and then he was gone so um yeah it's like uh <laughs> like dr manhattan says about old photographs you know with starlight uh like that's where john byrne was when that guy started aping him you know like like he may not see the subtle changes but he's he's missed the boat by the time he gets the style down he's already missed the boat yeah yeah yeah, and it's, yep. it's it's crazy because I mean, when I was a kid, I was just like, "Hey, man, John Byrne is right." Yeah. Old so man. I'm I'm gonna. That's how you draw faces. Clearly, John Byrne is correct. I'm gonna do that, and and that's hard to do. <laughs> it's like it's really. I just found it difficult to draw like John Byrne, um, and and I eventually just just out of my, you know, sort of savior of laziness just kind of <laughs> went well i guess i'll just draw the way that i draw because i can't do any better <laughs> right yeah <laughs> it's like bb king with the uh, he was he always wanted to be a slide guitarist like he just always but he couldn't master the slide so he developed that trill that he does on on yeah yeah signature sound is because he and for all of his days every interview i i heard from him speak of he considered it a failure. Like he just couldn't do the slide. So he did this insane trill that no one else could master because he was trying to mimic the side of sound of a slide guitar. But like, what would the world be without that sound? Oh yeah, yeah. It's insane. And, uh, but he, he figured a way around it that was uniquely him instead of this guy who actually, like you said, he wasn't uh, blessed by the, the gods of laziness or a good sense. And he continued down the road of, mimicking his you know yeah well it, it's kind of cool because some something i always um say say to students is is ultimately style is a failure you know ultimately <laughs> ultimately style if, if you have an organic style the reason why you're calling it organic is because it doesn't look like the real thing you know if you have a graphic style it's graphic because well the real thing isn't graphic so whatever your style is, it's wrong, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's like, it's like this, this discord that makes the sound. And if you're wrong, but that wrong is appealing in a specific way, then you have a style. Yeah. So, so ultimately I think you want to learn the foundation, learn the basics. And then after a while, just kind of go, well, what is it that I want to say? Yeah. You know, because if, if I want to say something pretty, I need to draw th things more elegant than they actually are. Yeah. And if I want to be like brutal, like, like, like Frank Miller's art is some of the ugliest art I've ever seen, but he's drawing some of the ugliest situations I've ever seen. Yeah. So it, it, so it, it, it like fits with that perfectly. You know, Mike Mignola does terrible anatomy but his terrible anatomy is actually better than great anatomy <laughs> for the stories that he wishes to tell <laughs> you know so so it's 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 really it's really kind of kind of awesome that 
that that discord is more harmonious than the true chord. Yeah. It's, it's rewriting the world, of, of the, rewriting the rules of the universe. It's like, because it references itself to the point where that's it. That's the field of vision. That's all you get is Frank's mm -hmm. yeah. world or Mike's yeah. world. Yeah. And, and the, the cool thing about your stuff, when, when I look at your work, it's not, it's convincing, <laughs> you know? And, and that, that's, that to me is like the coolest thing about it is, is if it's wrong, it would call attention to itself in a negative way. Right. But it's, it's wrong, mm -hmm. but it calls attention to itself in a positive way. And because it calls attention to itself in a positive way, uh, I accept it as style. Right. And, and not only do I accept it as style, it, uh, it puts me in the mood for the story, you know, and, and, and I think everyone's art kind of has uh, its own personal genre to it. You know, every, everyone, when there, there are some people that just because of the way they draw, they're going to be better at horror. Right. And other people are going to be better at epics. You know, so, and that's just, there's a certain genre to the way that you draw. And I think the awesome thing about that is, um, is that has a tendency to track with the stuff that we're interested in anyways. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, which I, th which I think is just this, this accident, but it's on purpose. You know, it's just like, the fact that Jim Lee's art is so exciting yeah. fits for this guy doing action and this guy loves doing action, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, it, it just works out perfectly like that. And, uh, and Mike Mignola's art is perfect for the stories that Mike Mignola does. Right. And, um, and, and I, think, I think oftentimes in art school, they, they talk you into this thing of like, well, will make your art so good that you can do any job. Right. And I'm like, ugh, <laughs> that's, that's, then you're gonna get like some generic job that you'll probably hate, you know? But, um, but you're, you're on, on the other side of the fence where, where you can actually do jobs that you want to do. You know, you're not in this position where it's just like, oh my God, I have to take this right lame submariner story <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's just that's just terribly written and oh my god i just got to do it to fill the monthly quota for this like you know it's like that's that's awesome that you oh, actually you. that you actually get to well first of all that you have that thing that you want to chase and then second of all that you get the opportunity to do it well yeah i've got like uh i've got this on off switch thing going where like i can i can i can work 18 hour days four months on end if it's something I love like I don't I'll burn out the whole world will fall apart my wife will look at me like what are you doing um but if it's something <laughs> I don't like you couldn't get me to do it for five minutes like I just can't I can't do it so I would yeah I I just yeah I, it's it's it served me well in the end <laughs> But it was a long road of just like one of those, it's the devil that serves me well. <laughs> yeah, and not in, not in like and unfortunately not in like a cool way. Like I was never the guy who would like throw a Molotov cocktail and go like yeah fuck this job or whatever. <laughs> I would just kind of like I would just kind of phone it in and just like eh, and then just not show up and uh, like, what's the point you know and I'd leave you know. Um, but but with comics I could like I, and, and I knew like I knew that I was like oh if I find something I love like it's it's on like it's over but i just can't do all this stuff that they try to make you do in life you know yeah. <laughs> so uh so luckily i'm i'm i'm, I'm fortunate because i could have been god knows what i could have been doing dishwasher oh, i could be a good dishwasher i would love that. yeah well i mean that's 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 up there with like um you know sort of a uh, Michael Jordan, the concierge. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's like, aren't we lucky he found basketball? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and just happened to be the best at it, you know, because he could have been a concierge in a hotel. <laughs> and that would have just sucked. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you take everything personally. <laughs> <It's a> personal. <laughs> Give me a 
five dollar tip. I took it personally. <laughs> like, I, I bet you that I will recommend the best restaurant. <laughs> so, greatest basketball player of all times, terrible concierge. <laughs> Dude, well, I think um, I think that's a, that's probably a good place to wrap things up, yeah. man. Probably. Yeah. Um, but dude, it was an absolute pleasure. Same. You know, sort of uh, rapping with you. I am I am just like, you know, your stuff gets me excited. I, I'm excited to uh, to to look at what you're doing, um, and it's 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 not like a an honest excitement. It's excitement that as soon as I close the page, I'm fucking pissed <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just pissed off that you're doing it Thank you you. Um, I mean you're not putting the bar up to Waterston level but damn no, no, it you're I'm like trying. lifting that okay. thing thank you sir I, I really really appreciate it and thanks for thanks for the time and thanks for reading my stuff and thanks all of you guys like it it means a lot like it really does uh thanks Thank you. Thank you. Ah, dude, you you absolutely deserve it, man. You're doing you're doing the great stuff, man, and I really appreciate it. Everybody, thank you so very much for listening to our conversation with the lovely Mr. Johnny Christmas. Come back next week, and who will we have, Kevin? Pretty special guest uh, coming off of The Old Guard, which just premiered on Netflix, Mr. Greg Rucka. Mr. Greg Rucka, who I could honestly just listen to talk without conversation if there was a greg rucka monologue podcast i'd be fine sitting back and just being enraptured for hours yeah for sure and uh man just the 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 amount of amazing stories that guy has told uh all over from you know dc and image and i mean marvel he's done it all uh and he's really kind of done it his way which is kind of nice to see Yes, he's the Frank Sinatra of comics. And on that note, everybody have a lovely day. All right, thanks. See you next time.